This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Chuck Ford and Relate Church in Byron, Mississippi. For more information, please visit RelateChurch.com. With all of our life, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to read a, I want to read a scripture to you. This is in your notes, and you don't need to turn to this one in, in your Bible. Uh, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, I'm going to read from the Passion Translation which is not really a translation, it's a paraphrase, but it says passion translation. So anyway, Paul said this, he said, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, for the sake of the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to agree to live in unity with one another. How many of you know that unity, living in unity with one another is very important? It's very important. As a matter of fact, the Word of God tells us, you know, that you know, how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. And he goes on to say, it's like the oil that was poured on Aaron's head and ran down his beard and down his garments, right? And we know that oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And how many of you want God in your life? You want him to be in your life? Well, one, one way to not get him in your life is not to live in unity, if, if there's factions and there's separations and everybody's doing their own thing, well, then that's not unity, right? And so it's important that we, we live our life in unity. He goes on to say this. He said, uh, to, to agree to live in unity with one another, and then notice this, form a consistent choreography among yourselves, having common perspective and shared values, having common perspective and shared values. This is such a powerful thought. This is such a, a powerful uh, uh, idea that God came up with. As a matter of fact, he said that if there was ever a people that just could get on the same page and they would say the same thing and they would do the same thing, nothing would be restrained from them. You remember the, you know, when they set out to build the Tower of Babel and, and I mean, they were, man, they were working hard and everybody was together. Everybody had one goal. Everybody had one purpose. And God said, we got to go down and we've got to confound their language because, uh, I mean, they're such in sync with one another. There's nothing that's going to be restrained from them because there is one. They're in unity. And so Paul's talking to the, the church here in Corinth, and he said, it's important that you have a common perspective. It's important that you have a common perspective, and it's important that there's shared values among you. And this is so important, that there's a common perspective among us, and then there's shared values among us, that there's something that you and I share. There's something that you and I, that, that's common to you and I, a shared value, shared vision, shared purpose. Amen. And it's when we come together and we've got this common perspective and these shared values, shared purpose, when it's, it's when, we, when we come together on these things that there's not, I mean, there's nothing that can stop us. There's nothing that could, that could hinder our progress when we have shared values. You know, uh, I was thinking about this and, and you know, we have, we have what we call starting point around here. And so the title of this message is Everyone, and it's, got, it's kind of a play on words. It's, we won't get everyone on the same page, everybody on the same page. Every, everyone, I mean, if this is your church, if you were to say, Relate Church is my, is my church, whether you come, you know, 33 times a year or whether you come three times a year, and you say, but this is your church, it's important that you and I get on the same page and we're flowing in the same direction. 
Amen. So one way that we do that and, and try to get everyone on the same page is through starting point. Now, we've got a brand new season of starting points starting up next week at 1215. And here's the deal. We'll feed you. We'll watch your kids. It's going to last about 45 minutes to 50 minutes, and, and you'll be in there and out. And just for two Sundays coming in there, we can, we can get you on the same page where you can be an inner, I mean, just be a part. I mean, like Miss Lynn, I mean, she, she, she's invested in her life and make a difference. We can get you on the same page so you, you two are making a difference. So I want to encourage you, if you've been here for a short while or a long while and you've never been through starting point, I mean, there's been people ask, how do I become a member of, of, of Relate? church, you go to starting point. How do I get to serve on the team and, and make a difference? You go to starting point, right? You, you go to starting point. And so we, we want to encourage you. So all you have to do is go out in the lobby after this service. There's a table. You'll see a big sign on the window. It says starting point. There's a table up under it and people, you can register right there, register your kids right there. And we are looking forward to seeing you next week. Okay. So uh, it, it's important that we have shared values it's important that we have a common vision. As a matter of fact, God said it like this in Psalm, 1, in, in Psalm 16. Well, David said this about God. He's talking to God. And he said in verse 11, You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Notice this. I mean, there's people, you know, every year we do this survey at Easter and, we're, and, and then we... And then in September, we'll do a, a message series called You Ask For It. And so we take all these, this survey from Easter and, and, people, and we ask people, what do you want us to teach on? What is it that you want to know? And every year, every single year, every single year without exception, every single year, the number one answer and by far the number one answer is I want to know God's purpose for my life or I want to know God's plan for my life. Every single year, people are wanting to know what is God's purpose for my life? What is God's plan for my life? And I think that is a, I think that is a great question, not only to answer, I mean to ask, but it is a great question that we need to have answered. And here's the wonderful thing. It's not a mystery. God has not, he's not veiled this. He's not hidden this from us. He has made it plain he has made it clear notice what David was asking of the, what David said about the Lord he said you will show me the way of life how many of you want to live your life and you're completely satisfied and you're content and you're full of joy man you're just enjoying life let me see your hands you just you say I, I want to be content I want to know that I'm making a difference okay 16 of you raised your hand and so the rest of you, I mean, I don't, I don't, what's wrong with you? So, I mean, no, everybody, everybody wants to live their life. And when they come to the end of their life, they want to they know that, that they want to be fulfilled. They, they want to know that their life has made a difference. Is that right? Nobody wants to live their life in misery. Misery. And so we think, we think that, that money is going to do it. We think that the, this next relationship, ooh, if I just had a boyfriend. Now you've had 16, and the one that you're with now, he ain't working either, right? So a boyfriend's not going to do it. Uh, another spouse isn't going to do it. Are you listening to me? 
God has made it so clear and so plain to us what the, path, what the way of life is, what it's all about. I mean, it's from the very beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, and it's said different ways and different places, but it all has this one central theme, and it's, it's this. Let me tell you what it is. What is the way of life? What is it that God wants you to know? He wants you to know Jesus. He wants you to know Jesus. I mean, if, if we could get everyone in here just to know Jesus, and I'm not talking about know Jesus in your head. I'm talking about know Jesus in your heart. I'm talking about this intimate relationship with Christ. You see, Christianity is not about you just, uh, you know, you being religious and, and having a religion. It's about you being in a real, dynamic, life-giving relationship with the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one who's risen from the dead, the one who's seated at the right hand of the Father, the one who's coming back again for a glorious church. And God said, I want you to have a relationship with him. Jesus said this in John 17, 3. He said, and this is eternal life. This is eternal life. Eternal life is not you having X number of years added on to the end of your physical life. It's not about living forever, although it is living forever. He said, this is eternal life, that you would know him, the one true God, and his son, Jesus Christ, in whom he has sent. That is what it means to have eternal life. And so we are to know Jesus. I mean deeply and intimately know Jesus, have a relationship with him. So that's number one, to know Jesus. Number two, he, he wants us to grow in freedom. He wants us to grow in freedom. He's showing us the path of life. What is the path of life? To know Jesus. Number two, to grow in freedom. How many of you would say, you know what, Jesus came to, he came to some people one day and, and uh, he talked to them about them being bound and he said, we're not bound. He said, well, whatever has hold of you binds you, right? And, and, you know, we all have areas in our life that we need to be free from. There's addictions. There's the past. You know, something happened in the past, and, and it's tainting our future, and it's tainting the present. And if we can't move forward, we always go back and we take hold of that past. And, and, and so we all have areas of freedom. And this came up in my heart this morning as we were worshiping as it pertains to growing in freedom because freedom is not, you know, just a, you know, a one shot. Woo. Thank God. Abracadabra. Hocus pocus. I'm free. No, freedom is something that you, you grow in. The Bible says that, that we are, you know, we're going from faith to faith. We're going from glory to glory. Our freedom comes in degrees. And as we walk with God, as we, as we know him, Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. But as we were worshiping God, the Lord is just dealing with my heart that there's some people in here, you're staying bound in some areas because you've got the wrong people around you. You've got the wrong friends around you. Look, if your friends are always in trouble and there's always bad things happening, you need to change your friends. You know, I don't have, bad things are not happening to my friends because I don't have those kind of friends. My friends are not always getting in trouble. I almost feel like coming down on the floor in just a minute because some of you need to hear that. You're hanging out with the wrong people. You're fellowshipping with them. Yeah, but the Lord wants me. No, you're not influencing them. They're influencing you. And if you're, if you're hanging around the wrong crowd, if you, I mean, if your if you're closest people around you, stuff is happening, there's no presence of Jesus on them, there's nothing going on, you need to find yourself a new group. 
You need to find yourself a new clan. You need to find yourself a new people. You've got to have some new friends. I'm serious. You hang around long enough, you're going to be just like them. And here's the sad thing. Some of you are just like them. Just like them. You need to come out. Yeah, the Lord wants me there for a witness. Well, then witness then. Quit falling in and doing the same stuff. So, if you want freedom in your life, you might need a new group. Yeah, when I got saved, and, uh, you know, none of my friends, none of, none of my friends when I got saved would, would you think, oh, man, they're on fire for God. <laughs> Just the... The sweetness of Jesus is all over them. <laughs> you couldn't say that about any of my friends. None of them. And uh, man, when I told them that I got saved, they didn't act like my friends anymore. Oh yeah, they were cordial. But man, you know, it wasn't, I didn't get the phone call, hey, let's hang out. Hey, let's do this. Which I'm glad so, you know, I had to, I started just getting involved with, you know, church stuff and, and some of the kids were a little geeky and I didn't consider myself geeky, maybe I was, but, uh, but I knew I had to find the right people. I got to move on. Anyway, we're not, we, we covered this last week kind of. So, uh, so what is the path of life? No, no Jesus. What's the path of life? Growing freedom. There, there's just some things that you have to do. If you're going to grow and experience freedom in your life to, to greater to greater degrees and walking away from stuff, well, then there's things you've got to do. And then, number three, what is the path of life? He wants us to go and make a difference. Now, here's the thing. Uh, we, we can make a difference in whatever condition we're in. We can, we can make a difference on some level. But if you really want to make an eternal difference in someone else's life, there's got to be, there's got to be this relationship with, with Christ. There's got to be some freedom in your life. Amen. So he wants us to go and make a difference. And he wants us to go and make an eternal difference. Do you realize that there's people out there who are lost? There's people out there that don't know Jesus and Jesus said of people that didn't know him or he didn't know them, he told them, depart from me. I never knew you. And so, you know, I, I just believe this because I believe the word of God that heaven and hell are real places. And it, it, when, when this earthly life expires, when this physical life expires, you either go and depart and be with the Lord, like Paul said, or you go to hell. And if he heaven and hell are realities, we need to be concerned about lost people. We need to be concerned about lost people. And there's this, you know, there is something on the inside of each of us. It's just kind of innate on the inside of us that we, we just gravitate towards what benefits me. 
What will benefit me? So even in church, even me as a pastor, a lot of times I think, well, what do I like? What kind of music do I like? What kind of music do I don't like? I mean, what, I mean, what kind of flow do I like? What kind of flow do I don't like? What kind of coffee? What, you know, you know, I mean, whatever. So what benefits me? But if we're going, if we're going to be effective in reaching lost people, if we're, if we're going to be effective in catching fish, you can't use sheep food. Are you listening? You can't use sheep food. You got to use fish food. I don't even know what sheep eat. Probably grass. I guess grass, don't they? I guess a fish would eat some grass too. But I mean, I've never fed fish grass. Put a little fish food in there, right? And so we've, we've got to think. We've got to think. Okay, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But everybody say, go make a difference. Go make a difference. Look, you and I will never, ever, 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 ever be satisfied going to make a dollar when our purpose is to go make a difference. Let me say that you'll never be satisfied. And let me, let me tell you how I know. Because how many have realized there's people who go and make millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars, and they are not satisfied with life? They jump out of skyscrapers. I mean, they got a billion dollars sitting in the account, and they, and they commit suicide. Why? Because going to make a dollar will never satisfy you. The only thing that will ever satisfy you is to go make an eternal difference in someone else's life. Period. Now, know what did, what, did, what did David say about God? He said, you're going to show me the way of life. You are going to grant me the joy of your presence, right? And so if you want the joy of God's presence in your life, if you want that satisfaction, if you want that sense of accomplishment and that sense of being and, and that sense of, man, my life matters, we've got to follow in the way of life. Knowing Jesus, growing in freedom, and go make a difference in someone else. Jesus said this in, uh, in John 17, Verse 18, he said, in the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in this world. So Jesus said that God gave him a mission. And then Jesus turned around and said, look, I'm going to give my followers the exact same mission. What was that mission? Well, it was to make a difference, but it wasn't just to make a natural difference. It wasn't just to make a temporary difference. The mission that God gave to Jesus was to go and seek and save the lost, right? And so Jesus turns around and said, I'm going to give my followers the exact same mission. What is that mission? To go seek and to save the lost, to go make a difference. And, you know, and... We are making a difference. This church is making a difference. Y'all fired up in here today? Y'all fired up? Y'all alive in here today? I'm, I'm full of the Spirit. I'm ready to go. Y'all go to sleep here. I'm going to get up in your face this morning. I'm going to get all up in your business this morning. I mean, I'll come sit in your lap. I'll preach to you. Don't fall asleep on me. Don't act like you're not interested. This is the Word of God. Amen. <laughs> You know, we just came out of 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I actually did it. (laughs) 
And so it has an effect on you. Right? It has an effect on you. So you should do it every day. Well, you should do it every day. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't have to preach so hard if you did it every day. I mean, just being with Jesus will just change you. It'll change you. So what was I talking about? Oh, about you waking up. So his mission was to seek and to save the lost, and then he gave us the same thing to do. Do you realize, you know, James said that, that should I, I'm going to start my clock right now. James said that, that our life, is a vapor. It appears for a little time and then it's gone. It's just gone. Our life is a vapor. It appears for a little time then it's gone. Even if you were to live a hundred years, how, I mean, what is that in the light of all eternity? What is a hundred years? It's like and it's gone. And it's just gone. And so what James was saying, we, you've got to have an urgency about you. you know, I'm, I'm almost 55 years old, and I'm thinking, man, I'm probably not going to live another 55 years. At least I hope not. <laughs> hope Jesus comes back before then. But, you know, but and I look back and... Man, I can remember things that I did when I was a kid. And it seems like just yesterday. Man, I was just doing tricks on bikes and making prank phone calls. I quit that last year. But, you know, it's... <laughs> but what is our life? It's a vapor. It appears. And then it's gone. So we got to do something now. You got to get fired up now. You got to pursue Jesus now. Teenagers, you got to pursue Jesus now. Don't go down that stupid, idiot path that so many others went down and you waste some of your most effective years for God. Fire it up right now. Amen. I'm preaching about four messages, so we'll circle, circle the airport again. Okay. Paul said this in Acts chapter 20, verse 24. He said, I don't care about my own life. Man, I, what if we lived like that? I don't care about my life. So concerned about what others think about me. I mean, everybody wants to be liked, but, you know. Paul said, I don't care about my own life. The most important thing is that I complete my mission. That I complete my assignment. You have an assignment from God. He said, that's the most important thing. And he said, my, my mission, my assignment is the work that the Lord Jesus gave me to tell people the good news about God's grace. Amen. And each of us, if you say, I am a follower of Christ, if you say, I'm saved, if you say, I'm a child of God, you and I have a common mission. We have a common shared value, and that is to go make a difference in other people's lives. Amen. 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 
Paul said, so I don't care about my life. You know what he said? Uh, if, you, if you seek to save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for his sake, you will surely and truly find it. There's a lot of people walking around, man, they're breathing, but they're dead on the inside. They're not living. They're not living their life. They're just existing. It's when you come in contact with Jesus. It's when you begin to grow in freedom. It's when you begin to find out what he's called you to do. And I'm giving it to you pretty plain right here this morning. And then you begin to pursue that, that your life takes on this significance and you really begin to live so you know i was i heard this story and i probably told it here before but you know when i was uh when i was about 18 i worked for a landscape company and so sometimes we worked we worked out of town over the summer and so we were working in in alabama i think you know one one summer and and our boss took us to the the dog tracks, you know, the you know greyhound dogs that, you know, they run and and so that's I don't I don't even know if, I don't think I bet it on I didn't have any money so but but I watched but anyway I heard this story a few years ago in Florida they were they were running these dogs you know and it's it's kind of like a horse race except in a horse race you got a jockey that's on the horse right and the jockey on the horse he's kind of riding the, he's riding the horse and directing the horse but in a dog race there's just this mechanical rabbit they have on this rail and 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 when they let that rabbit go and they open those gates that, those dogs are chasing that rabbit on that just a fake rabbit on this rail mechanical rabbit's got fur all over it and so the story goes that man this this rabbit this mechanical rabbit took off and then all of a sudden something there's a there's a malfunction and it just exploded the rabbit just exploded. I mean, fake fur went everywhere and made wires and everything. And when that happened, those dogs just stopped. They just stopped. Some of them just laid down right in the middle of the track. Some of them, you know, they just got so disoriented, they ran through the rails and they, they hurt themselves. And, and some of the dogs just, they stopped, looked up in the stands, just started barking at people. You know, it's the same with you and I. When we don't have a sense, of, if, if, if we're not chasing the right thing, or there's nothing that would change. We're gonna just we're gonna sleep our life away, or we're gonna hurt ourselves through illicit living and, and trying all kinds of stuff, or we're gonna just bark at everybody else that's doing something. You, we gotta have a purpose in our life. We've gotta have a direction in our life. Amen. And so what is it? he wants us to know Jesus. He wants us to grow in freedom, and he wants us to go. Make a difference. So in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, says this. Jesus, you know, this is during, Jesus has already been raised from the dead. And after he was raised from the dead for 40 days, he, after his resurrection, he appeared to many of his followers in that 40 days. I mean, they would be sitting in a room and he would just show up. He wouldn't even open the door. He's just right there in the room with them. And so during this 40 days, Jesus came to his disciples and he left them with what I believe are the most important words. You know, the last thing that somebody says, you know, before they're gone is probably the most important thing they want you to remember. If somebody's on their deathbed and they say, oh, come here, come in close. I need to tell you something. Come here real close. And the last thing they say is probably going to be the most important thing. 
And so right before Jesus ascended into heaven, he told his disciples this in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Everybody say, my witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem is where you live. It's kind of among your people. In Jerusalem. Throughout Judea and Samaria, these are, you know, these people are living in your vicinity, but they wouldn't be necessarily, you know, they're not, you're not close to them. You know, they might be a little different than you and, or whatever, but he said, you're going to be witnesses to these people too. And, uh, and then he says, to the ends of the earth. So the first thing he said in Jerusalem, and, and so number one, we need to go make a difference in our world. We need to make a difference in our world. I mean, with our friends, with our relatives, with our associates, with our neighbors, with our kids' friends, right? We need to go make a difference in, I mean, the people who are right around us We need that we know. There, I mean, there's a mission field right there with people that you know. And, and the Lord spoke this to me years ago. He said, there's people that you know that don't know Jesus, they think they do. They're religious. They got religion, but they don't have a relationship. They believe in God. They don't belong to God. They're in church, but they're not in Christ. He said, there's people you know that don't know Jesus. I said, me, Lord? He goes, yeah, you. I said, everybody I know is in my church. And he said, again, there's people you know that don't know Jesus. So, so, so you mean to tell me there's people in our church that come every week and they don't know him? He said, right on. He didn't say right on. He said, right. <laughs> so you can have religion and not have a relationship. You can believe in God. I believed in God and not belong to him. Well, we're all the children of God. No, we are not. We're all the creation of God. Jesus looked at some people square in the eyeballs and he said, you're of your father, the devil. God's not your father. The devil's your father. So we need to go make a difference in our world. In Mark chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus, you know, I love this story. And I've been camping on it for several weeks now. But there's this demon-possessed man. And he lived, in, he lived in the cemetery. I mean, you've got to be demon-possessed if you're going to live there. And it says that he cut himself. And, you know, one, one account says that, you know, he, didn't, he wouldn't wear clothes. You know, folks don't wear clothes. they got a demon. And uh, so, you know, Jesus came, long, long story short, he cast that spirit out of that man. The next thing we know about it says that he was, he was clothed and in his right mind, right? And, and so Jesus is about to go to the, uh, the other side of the lake, and, and this, this man who was once demon-possessed, and I mean not, you know, in one account, Jesus said, what's your name? He said, legion, because we're many. It wasn't just one demon. I mean, this guy was full of the devil. And Jesus cast that spirit out of him. And then Jesus is about to leave. He said, I want to come with you. He said, no, you're not going to come with me. Notice what Jesus said to him in Mark chapter 5, verse 19. He said, go home to your family. Your family. Go to your family. And he's not just talking about his family. If you look at this, he's talking about his area. 
He's talking about the, the, the area that he lived, the region that he lived. He said, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. You read on down, it says this, and then he began to visit the ten towns of his area. So he went to, he went to his people, right? And, and he didn't go tell them, uh, turn or burn. That, that's not being a witness. Tells you, You're going to hell. That, that's, not, that, that's not being a witness. A witness, you talk about what you know to be true in your life. One of the, the, the most effective and powerful tools that you have to go make a difference in someone else's life is your story. What, I mean, how are you before Jesus found you? What difference has he made in your life? Right? And so you tell people what the Lord has done for you. That is powerful. That is personal. Well, God's real. Okay, I don't know if he's real or not. Well, let me tell you what he did in my life. This, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Right? I once was possessed by the devil, but now I'm not. I once couldn't keep my clothes on, but now somehow or another, I managed to keep my clothes on. All right? One time I was looking for love in all the wrong places. But now I found what I've been looking for. Y'all doing okay? So we need to go make a difference in my world. And then I need to go make a difference beyond my world. You know, there's people that, that are not like you. And just because somebody's not like you doesn't mean that you're not to make a difference in their life. So we're to go make a difference in the lives of people that, that are not like us and go beyond our world, beyond our world. I'm so thankful that, you know, our church is multicultural and, and uh, I've, I've had pastors, well, how'd you do it? And I said, well, I didn't do it for number one. I just believe this, you treat people the same. You just treat people the same. We, we, had a, we had a pastor's meeting one time, and all the pastors were sitting around. We had some political candidates come in, and, and uh, so, you know, about half of the pastors in that, that room were white. About half of the pastors in that room were black, and we all get along. We sit around, we eat together, we laugh, and we have fun, and we tell jokes and pick on each other. And, and so these political candidates came in and said, well, uh, wow, y'all must have really worked hard at this unity and these, these, this r racial unity, we all looked at us and said, work hard. We just, we're all born again. We're saved. Saved people love each other. Right? We didn't work hard. We didn't have some kind of strategy and campaign. We just, you get born again, you get the love of God on the inside of you. You just love people. It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. And people, I mean, people, racial, racist people, no matter the color, they don't have the love of Jesus in them. And if they do, they're not letting it flow. I'm getting off into some another sermon here, but I'm okay. stay on track. Okay. But we love people who are not like us. Amen. And then number three, we need to go make a difference in the whole world. In the whole world, and I was thinking about this, and uh, 
well, just going back and make a difference beyond, beyond our world. You know, Joe and Nancy, they're, in the, they're doing prison ministry. And so they're, they're ministering to people on a weekly basis that they're not, they're not necessarily, I mean, they've got a different story than most of us have in here, right? And so you're, you're helping that. Your tithes and offerings go, and you help that. And then I was thinking about where to make a difference in the whole world. And, and man, we, there's a couple of ministries that we support that are, man, like the, the uttermost witness. It's a, it's a ship that we help buy. And it's in the South Pacific, and it's, it's reaching the islands of the sea where, I mean, you just can't get there except by a ship. And they're going in, they're having evangelistic crusades, and they're, they're preaching to people. They, they still wear, you know, their tribal-type clothes. And, I mean, they're, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's wilderness, right? And so they're, they're preaching the gospel, and they're training up pastors, and then we're doing ministry in the 1040 window where less than 1% of the people have ever, ever heard the name of Jesus in the Muslim countries. And, man, we're, so we're making a difference there. You know, you can, you can go to Guatemala with us. We're making a difference. We got a children's home there. You can go beyond your world, right? You can go beyond. So we, we are called to make a difference. Now, now get this. Get this. Every single week, those of you who serve on the dream team, you're making a difference. You're making a difference. When, when you put on that shirt and you check in and, and you're greeting people with a smile and you're loving on people, you are making a difference. And that's what we're called to do. And so I just want to stir you up. Just remember that because, I mean, just, even for me, I can come in here, and man, I've got a message, and I'm thinking, if I'm not careful, I can slip into this thing where it's just, all right, man, here we go, another Sunday, another message. No, we got to keep ourselves stirred up. I mean, life, pe people's lives are in the balance. People need Christ. They need a touch from heaven. They need answers from heaven. And so when, 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 when you and I and we all do our part, and we come in, we're fired up. I'm fired. I, I mean, I, I, I'm looking for a fired up church. I, I'm talking about I, fired up. I want to see something in your eyes when you walk in. I want to see something on your face when you walk in. I, I want something just be, just kind of just seeping out of you and, and oozing out of you and, and that, that tangible love of God coming out of you. That changes people. Amen? Okay. Let's pray. All right. Father, in Jesus' name, we're so thankful. We love you so much. And Lord, I thank you that, that you're doing a work in our life. You're doing a work in our heart. Lord, I'm so thankful that you lead us in this, this path of life and you lead us into this path of life. And Father, every single person in here has a next step. They have something they can do. There's a step that they can take. And I thank you that you reveal that to them in Jesus' name. Father, I pray if there's anyone in here who's never received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I ask that you would speak to their heart right now. That you would draw them to yourself. Not draw them into a religion, but draw them into a relationship. I thank you for it. Real quickly, if you're in here and you've never given your whole heart and your whole life to Jesus, I'll just count to three. When I do, I just want you to raise your hand. We're going to pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front, but just right there in your seat. 
You can lift your hand. We're going to pray for you. So let's do that. Here we go. One, two, three, right now. Anyone? Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you so much. Very good. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you for being bold. All right. Anyone else? All right, let's, let's pray. Everybody pray this out loud. We say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart. Save me. Make me brand new. Thank you. Amen. 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 Let's give him a hand. One more way that you can make a difference. I mean a big difference. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we, we turned in cards and you put names on them. And those cards had 574 names that you wrote down, people that you were praying for. And we have been praying for them. I mean, we've prayed for these names multiple times. Now, here's your next step. Contact one or two or all of those people invite them to come next Sunday I'm going to be sharing my testimony just simple just a simple powerful gospel message and God's going to work with that he's going to confirm his word with sign follow and we're going to see a lot of people saved okay and so reach out to those people this week invite them take them to lunch I mean grill them a steak do something give them some fish food all right Give them some fish food. Wear your favorite jersey. I mean, we're going to make it fun. And, and so, you know, I'm, I'm down to saints and cowboys, but I have to wear one of those. I'm not going to put on 49er, i tell you that. So, But, uh, you know, wear your favorite jersey. It's going to be fun. But, man, we're going to present the gospel in a very powerful way. And people will respond. So I want to encourage you. Bring some of those people with you. Amen. Amen. Pastor Jerry. Amen. It's something so powerful when, when the body of Christ is united and on purpose to go make a difference for other people and uh, in the world around you and beyond. If you're in here today and you made that decision, you raised your hand during the prayer uh, with Pastor Chuck this morning, we just encourage you. We believe that's the best decision you'll ever make. And so if you'll just take this card right here that was in the worship guide when you walked in, fill it out. Let us know you made that decision. We want to take you on a journey from knowing Jesus to going and making a difference. And we want to walk you through that. And one of the ways we do that is through Starting Point, and that's starting up next week. As Pastor Chuck said, they're going to feed you, have child care. It's going to start at 12:15, so you come to the second service and then go to starting point right after that we've got baptism next service so if you want to stay and be a part of that you're more than welcome to do that at 10:45. our prayer team will be down front after this and uh, if you got anything you want somebody just pray with you over or just link up and uh, just have faith uh, just united together then they would love to do that thanks for joining us today don't forget to invite somebody this week go out make a difference and be blessed